Hey Eagles fans, this is Mike K from MJ Advanced Media, and welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Philadelphia Eagles. You can read our content on nj.com slash eagles, bookmark that, and you can subscribe to our exclusive Eagles Insider Tech Service, where we'll break news, give you insider observations, and provide in-depth analysis. Through Eagles Extra, you can send questions and comments directly to us, and we'll respond to your phone. With me today, as always, is my fellow Eagles beat reporter, Chris Franklin. Today, we're going to discuss Jordan Melata's last-minute injury, Jalen Hurts' upside heading into a really favorable matchup against Dallas, at least from a passing standpoint, and we'll preview that aforementioned Cowboys game that's going to take place on Monday night. Hey, it's Dallas week, or if you write and cover the Eagles Arlington week. Uh, Chris, <laughs> how you doing? Not bad, man. I've been looking forward to this all for, to this this week. There's, there's two weeks that uh in Philadelphia seems to have a lot of energy, but for some reason, it just seems like it doesn't have that same pop. Thanks, Ben Simmons. But it just seems like it doesn't have that same pop as normal. But I'm looking forward to covering this game, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good. You know, I like going to Jerry World. I just don't like anything else that happens there. Um, not that I. No, nah, I should straight up say it. I, I don't have a I haven't had a lot of great experiences in Texas. I remember when I was moving from Florida, Arizona, I got a, a massive ticket for driving in the wrong lane, but like not in the wrong lane. I was just in the left lane for too long, like and I wasn't passing. And that's just like, you know. Also, growing up a Northeasterner and then living in South Florida, just Texas doesn't do it much for me. But, um, so like you got the illegal contact of uh tickets there. That just didn't make no sense, Pat. Make no <laughs> sense to go for that. That was awful. That's awful. Well, I guess I, yeah, I that. guess, I guess I was like Jalen Rager and I ran out of bounds and then caught a touch. I, I don't, who knows? Jeez. Anyway, Jeez. um, <laughs> so yeah, getting into that. Look, Arlington's a, you know, to give you, you know, com- beat writers complaining about traveling and doing other stuff. The one thing that's like really just like not fun about Dallas is normally they do the primetime game between the Eagles and Dallas in Dallas. And then you've got to take an early flight back or else you're totally going to miss the next day press conference. So I don't really ever look forward to those like quick turnarounds because you're writing after the game and then you're going and you're back to the hotel sleeping for two hours and then you're back at the airport and it's it's just not fun and and so tech typically for night games i try to sleep as much as humanly possible during the day but you know the eagles like to break news every single day so you never know maybe i'll get a weird wake-up call because the eagles have done something interesting But, uh, you know, with that said, let's kind of get into this week. Let's get into the big news. Obviously, Jordan Melata, we're out of practice Thursday. You uh, and some other writers noticed that he was not out at practice. I scurried on over, already knew what was happening because I get notifications on Twitter. um, Because I was on the other side of the field looking for Jason Kelsey during warm-ups. And then also trying to figure out if Davian Taylor was practicing and Fletcher Cox, etc. So, long story short, Fletcher Cox wasn't practicing. He's got an illness, but he he told reporters today that he's planning on playing. But Jordan Maylotta, excuse me, uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound like he's going to play in this game on Monday. And that's big news because, A, the Eagles never got rid of or traded Andre Dillard. This makes them look somewhat smart. 
Uh, and also Andre Dillard. Uh, you know, so Andre Dillard's going to have to take on Michael Parsons. He's going to have to take on uh, Randy Gregory. Uh, in prime time, heck of a way to make your regular season starting debut, or at least your, your debut in the last two years, I guess. Uh, what are your thoughts on the left tackle position? Uh, how much of a disadvantage is this for the Eagles going into this game? Well, first off, the fact that he did it at the end of practice being rolled on, that that's just tough news. To, that's just a tough spill to swallow if I'm the Eagles because you're thinking like, hey, okay, you're getting prepped, and all of a sudden it was basically friendly fire that this happened, and f- football injuries happen, so you have that. Yeah. When you look at what Mylotta gives you, I thought he – I thought – especially going against an athletic guy like Micah Parsons. I know Micah Parsons is lining up on both the left and right sides. But going against Micah Parsons, you would think that Mylotta, having Mylotta would have helped you out a lot, especially matching up the physical abilities of both guys. Now you have to throw in Dillard around, who, granted, he's going to have a couple days, he's going a few days to prepare, but being thrown into fire like that, that's just, that's if I'm the Eagles offense, you got to change, change the game plan a little bit. I think the, the only thing I think is going to change is if, Dillard now finds himself that my, in a position that Mylotta found himself last year with Peters going down, being thrown in there, and he took advantage of it. This could be a chance. Well, the Eagles signed Mylotta that long-term deal, but this could be a chance for Dillard to come in, step in, play well enough so that if another team calls him and, trade, and trades for him, he can get a lucrative deal elsewhere, I think. So I really want to see where his mindset is, and if he comes out with like a an impetus to want to do not only just want to do well in his mind, but actually does it on the field and comes out and plays a physical brand of football and help him out in the run game. And, and when it comes to his pass blocking. Yeah. I mean, look, it, I mean, it seems unideal uh, or not ideal to, you know, be without Brandon Brooks, be without Jordan Milada, be without potentially Zach Ertz. I mean, Look, the Cowboys are banged up and dealing with their own stuff, too. Lael Collins is out due to suspension. Um, Demarcus Lawrence is out due to injury, as is Michael Gallup. Um, These teams are dealing with three major injuries apiece, and I think the Cowboys are a more talented team on paper, uh, so it's not very advantageous. You know, let's get to the quarterback position because I think that's where the Cowboys really have a huge advantage. I think Dak Prescott's looked very good through two weeks. Um, Their offense didn't put up the type of points I thought it would against the Chargers, but they did come out with a win. Um, The Eagles are kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde if you look at these tale of the past two weeks. Uh, So is Jalen Hurts. This team goes as Jalen Hurts goes, and – I think Jalen Hurts is going to be able to put up a lot of yardage against the Cowboys. I just don't know if he can compete in a shootout based on the variables around him on offense, as opposed to Dallas, where it's been shown that Dallas can hang in a in a in a shootout, even if they didn't beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's your impression of the individual quarterbacks in this matchup? I, I want to give you the floor, given your experience playing quarterback, but also like the outlook, we obviously know the Eagles defense is better than the Cowboys defense. Like that's clear. Uh, The Eagles are not giving away a lot in the running game. Um, They're limiting big plays. The issue is they haven't played like a really good offense yet. And the Cowboys to me on paper are a really good offense. So talk to me about Dak versus the Eagles defense and then Jalen Hurts versus the Cowboys defense. Well, first off, I'll start with Dak's injury. It looks like he really has come back. I mean, 
the thing that you worry about, especially coming back from from an ankle injury like that, is you you start you start to doubt. You want to have confidence in that ankle that you can still roll around and still make the throws that he ha- and he has. And it looks like he has no issues with attempting to run or roll out in the pocket and trying to make plays still. So I think that's a positive um, fear from looking from a Cowboys perspective going against that defense. I think that's that's good. The thing that when you look at going against Eagles defense that I think Dak is going to have an okay time with, especially now with Brandon Graham missing, is that he's going to be patient enough not only to roll to that side where Graham's either sweat or Kerrigan, that he's patient enough to wait for those areas of the zones to develop, to declare themselves, and then find C.D. Lamb, find Amari Cooper in those soft soft areas, and then take advantage of that. I think when you look at Jalen Hurts going against the Cowboys defense, obviously Hurts is still able to roll out the pocket, still make plays on design runs. I just think he still needs to work on his anticipation a little bit more. And there's been some there's been some routes looking more and more at what happened this past week against the 49ers. There were some routes that were starting to develop in the middle of the field. It's just he didn't see that or doesn't anticipate them breaking open. And that's comes to expect it when you have a guy who's basically start starting his sixth game of his career. He's still is developing that aspect of the game outside the pocket. He, he's, he can be dangerous. And the one thing I area, I think that Nick Sirianni can take advantage of that and try to get him into more of a rhythm and try to play towards his strengths more or rolling out, rolling him out the pocket, especially now without having my lot, it looks like rolling the pocket away. If they have to call a check at the line, look to see where Micah Parsons is and then roll the play based off of that, or run an RPO on the other side, roll away from him, let him use his legs, and make put the defense, especially the, those on the edges, put the defensive ends, put the cornerbacks, even the outside linebackers, put them in positions where they're going to have to declare themselves and put, them, and put themselves in jeopardy. You say, okay, if you're going to follow up, you want to run up and try to tackle Hurts, okay, we're going to have, I don't know, Dallas Goddard or – Devonta Smith running across around behind you. If you're going to stay back and worry about those guys, well, then Hurts is going to take off running. I think they have to utilize more of the RPO game and more of the design rollouts in order to have success against the Cowboys. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I also think they need to be able to attack them in ways that they didn't attack Atlanta and San Francisco, which means targeting the middle of the field with those rollouts. Like, he obviously – uh Hertz's vision behind the line is not that great. He's six foot one. Uh, there's a larger chance of turnovers across the middle of the field. But I think if you can work in some slant routes, if you can work in some, you know, skinny post routes, it helps the offense kind of be more multiple as they've preached. Just throwing to the outside and dumping off to the flat just isn't going to work. So I think they just need to open up the offense a little bit more. Jalen Hurts is going to have to be a little bit better at reading um, the routes that he sees getting set up in each play. Look, I think Jalen Hurts has done a fine job um, so far through two games. He's been the only consistent offensive force through those two games. Um, I definitely think Quez Watkins needs to be more involved. He can't just be that you know, twice a game burner. They need to be able to force the ball downfield to him. I think Jalen Rager needs to be more than just a catch at the line of scrimmage guy. Yeah, it worked in week one, but it didn't really work in week two. And then obviously Devontae Smith has got to win his matchup against Trayvon Diggs. Talk to me about that matchup because that one really intrigues me. It's Alabama or Alabama crime about to happen. It's, it's going to be 
it's gonna be a real good move counter move type thing. And you know these guys know each other very well. You know they've watched all the film. They've they've seen each other up close. So it's gonna be a matter of who's gonna basically bring out a new trick that the other one hasn't seen. I like the way that uh, Diggs is like has his closeout his closeout speed. Trying that way, if he gets beat, he has the speed enough to go ahead and close out a route, and that's going to be key. And going back to Hurts, it's going to be that anticipation anticipation because you see how Devonta Smith runs his routes. He's able to get separation based off that. And I think he'll be able to get it off digs. I really, I really truly believe it. It's just a matter of making sure that Hertz gets an accurate ball on time when Smith is able to make his break his routes. I, I mean, I don't know if Diggs is going to follow Smith all over the field. If that's the case, and you're going to rely on Watkins, I agree with you. You should use Watkins a little bit more because he he's been really productive as of late. But looking at Smith and Diggs, that, that I think that might be where the game is actually won, at least on the Eagles side, offensive side, because. I mean, Smith leads, Smith leads the team in targets with 15, so you know the Cowboys are, are cognizant of that, and it, it's, it's a matter. I want to see if he's going, if Diggs is going to be a little bit more physical, play a little bit more bump and run against Smith to try to slow him down. Yeah, and I, I think, too, I think Dallas Goddard needs to have a big game in this one. Like, he's been a guy who's kind of been a nice, like, uh, compliment, but I think this is a game where, look, you want that extension. Zacherts might not be around. Like, this is a big opportunity for you. And so I think Dallas Goddard, this could be a big game for him. I, I don't like, if I'm Dallas, I don't like him versus Leighton Vander Esch. I do not like him against Jalen Smith. Uh, if Michael Parsons is rushing, then whoever else they would have out there would not be a good matchup for, for Dallas Goddard. And so I think maybe, look, we remember after week one, Nick Sirianni like slyly said, well, there's more to our offense. And then they took a completely <laughs> different, a different look against San Francisco and it worked early on, but then it didn't work at all. And so maybe this is like the third phase of that. But um, to me, uh, you know, it's just very interesting to see how they're going to attack this team. Look, the Eagles haven't won in Arlington since uh, the Super Bowl season, the 2017 season. So um, it's not like, you know, it's not like they're um, really in a position to feel like they're being underestimated because what have they shown that is tangible that makes it seem like they've got a big shot in this one against the defense that or an offense that seems to put up points is pretty good. Um, I think this is a winnable game for the Eagles, but I also don't, I wouldn't feel good about it either way. If that makes sense. How how are you, how how do you feel about this matchup overall heading into this game? Well, I think when you look at the way the NFC East plays each other, typically, especially in the last few years, it seems like even though the records have been awful to say the least, they always seem to play each other pretty close. And I think you'll see something like that going as well. I mean, you already mentioned that too. Like three, three straight losses are going in, going back, dating back for the Eagles now, and it just always seems to be something funny that goes on while the Eagles are down there. That they have some big play that is just nothing is nullified or something. Something just happens overall. And I think this year it, it continues. I think I think the, when you look at the Eagles, they have. I think they they're pretty close roster wise. When you, if you put the two rosters next to each other and you look at who each team has. I think they're actually they're a lot closer than what people believe. 
I still think it's still a very, the Eagles have a very young team that's still trying to find their way to win and going on the road and against a team that's having their home opener with all the fanfare and everything else. And apparently I forget who it is. I think it was Jimmy Johnson, whatever, going to their wall of fame or whatever. And you know, that crowd is going to be up in a frenzy and it's just going to be one of those things that they're going to have to work out and, they didn't have to use it as much, it looked like, in, in that first game against the Falcons with the silent count, but you can be sure that they're probably going to have to use it at some point on Monday night. And I want to see how that, especially having two new offensive linemen on that line trying to discern that and having to worry about those guys rushing on the other side, I think that's going to play a role in there this way. I just think it's going to be close, but the Eagles come out on the losing end. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I think, um, you know, it's this isn't – a real great if this was a home game for the Eagles I'd probably pick the Eagles uh but I I have this as a three-point win for Dallas I believe I have it 27 24 uh I think point yeah I think points will be put up I just don't I don't know I mean look this is a tough schedule they have coming up over the next couple of weeks so you know the Raiders have looked good the Panthers have looked good um They've got the Chiefs next week. They've got the Buccaneers in a couple of, in three weeks. Like it's Chargers a tough play. The Cowboys well too. Yeah, it's a tough schedule in the first half. We knew that. Um, I was a little bit more optimistic heading into the year. Um, if they can start off two and two, they've built themselves up a little bit of wiggle room that they in the second half can run away with stuff. I think that's really what it is. You have to set yourself up for the second half of the season. Um, by at least staying even or somewhat close. We knew that, that this was a rebuild, a transition year, and they were going to struggle, but I think this team's good enough to contend at least for the division or for that seventh wild card spot. Um, but we'll see what this team really is. I think this is really going to test their their mettle here. Um, Chris, in your final thoughts, what do you, what's the matchup you're most looking forward to? I, that's, see, that's tough. I, I, you know what? I want to see how Jonathan Gannon comes disguises if he blitzes a little bit more and the way he tries to confuse Mike McCarthy. Because I look at Gannon, and I look you look at this deep the way his defense that's has held two, in my opinion, that the Falcons offense because eh, that one too. But San Francisco is is a good team, and he frustrated the 49ers. And I look at what he did the way he schemed it up, and I want to see how he does against Mike McCarthy. You know, he's 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 I think McCarthy's going to have a lot of pressure on him to try to, to try to win this division this year. And when you look at what Jonathan Scan has done against in the first two in the first two games and what he's done to confound Garoppolo and Matt Ryan, I I want to see what he does against uh, Dak Prescott. I think he can hold his hold his own when it comes to that. So I think seeing how he disguises his coverages, if he blitzes a little bit more. If not, how does he shift around? If he uses more three four with the loss of Brandon Graham, I want to see how he mixes those looks, and then how Mike McCarthy comes back and adjusts to those. That's the matchup I'm really curious to see. How about you? Well, for one, I think it's a great point about the loss of Brandon Graham and how that could affect the, the front uh, moving forward. I didn't even think about that. Well, I thought about how it could affect the front, but maybe relying more on that three four look makes a lot more sense with Brandon Graham out of the, out of the. Uh, out of the gate. I'm actually looking forward to seeing Ryan Kerrigan and uh, Josh Sweat against these tackles in Dallas. 
Um, they need to get pressure. They need to force sacks. Uh, I think Javon Hart, I just like the off the Eagles defensive line as a, as a group versus the Cowboys offensive line, because I think Javon Hartgrave is playing better than he's ever played in his career. Um, and I've always been a big fan of his, even when he was a prospect. So I look, I think if the Eagles can win in the trenches, they're going to win this game. I'm just thinking this is a really formidable matchup with the Cowboys trench groups. So, guys, make sure you sign up for Eagles Extra. We brought it up before. Um, Chris and I are having fun on there. We're we're breaking news. We're getting news to you before it hits social media. We're making sure you don't have to deal with the social media cl- uh, clutter. Uh, you can sign up for Eagles Extra, by the way, at nj.com slash text. You can also subscribe to the No Huddle Show podcast wherever podcasts are available. Make sure you give us five-star reviews and give us feedback. If you want to give us a one-star review, you know, God bless you, but you shouldn't, you know, <laughs> I don't know if we'd ever deserve that bad. Maybe a two. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, just kidding. Um, but yeah, give us feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, for Chris, I'm Mike. We will talk to you very soon.